We laugh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome, dear society listeners. Yes, 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 yes. This is Mr. Art of Noise, your host, and my beautiful co-host. Miss Sweet Coca Loco. And this is uh, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast, Dear Society. Hmm. Ooh, you like that? I like that. <laughs> oh, snap. How y'all been? Uh, how y'all weekend been? How was y'all week? We ain't talked to y'all since Wednesday. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was your weekend? Oh, how was how was your week since we last spoke um, on the show? I don't know. I feel like the weeks have been flying by just like so fast. I can barely remember like the day before. Yeah. Unless like something super exciting um happened. And it's been warm. <laughs> it's been warm. We had like two or three warm days. Uh, summer trying to peek his head through the door. Okay. Um, I'm really happy about that because I'm just like, I don't know, winter and like the weather when there's it's there's no sun. It just kind of like makes you feel like you're in a funk. Mm-hmm. And I'm the warm weather. Just like it, just like makes you feel like you're getting kisses. I don't know. Sun kissed. Sun kissed. That's what they call That's it. That's why they call it sun kissed. I guess. <laughs> sun kisses your face. <laughs> I guess. Oh, man. Well, it sounds like you had a good week. Um, Or, I guess. Just, enjo- just enjoying the weather. Mm. Um, nothing contributed to a good week or a bad week. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, nothing, nothing. You watch nothing on TV? You can catch up on that. Um, what did I catch up on? No. Shit, what not no? I was just like nothing. Just yeah. it just was a very it was a blob, but beautiful week. <laughs> this week was fast for me. It was. Yeah. Um, Tyson's Lux twice this week. Both crazy experiences of days. Mm-hmm. Um. What else happened? Yeah, your regular looks trying to deal with life. Oh my gosh, things are changing. And it sucks when you get like new management and you got to deal with it. And you don't really get a chance to be like, hey, you've only been here three days. How about you, you know, let me show you how we do things before you change it. Right. <laughs> so that's that's some shit. Um, I ran Saturday. First time back at it in a long time. How'd it feel? Uh, Really good until about mile five. <laughs> <laughs> My legs started acting up. Started, you know, uh, not going out, but just be like, all right, you, you, you done done what you should have did. And then um, I was like, oh, well, I'm stuck in the middle of the road. I got to make it to, gotta <laughs> I got to push through. I had to do eight miles. Um because actually, by the time I got to like three, mm-hmm. my mom had called and was like, oh, what you doing? I was like, I'm running. And she was like, uh, well, I'm going home. I was like, all right, I'll run to your house. And then I, I took like this other direction that um, up uh, where the post office is mm-hmm. in the DMV. And um, yeah, I shouldn't have went that way. It was a longer way. It was a scenic route because before she called me I wasn't going that way I was really going to go that way to go back home 
But when she said she was going home, I was like, all right, let me just make this right and add <laughs> some miles to the damn run. So actually, it just be- yeah, it became longer than what it should have been. Um, and I shouldn't have went up that road because two geese tried to attack me. They Aww. thought I was coming after their children. Probably. <laughs> and I'm, I've never, like, noticed how geese try to attack. And... Like, I saw them. They were chilling. I thought I'd be able to just run right past them and, like, nothing would happen. But they actually started, like, opening their mouths and squawking. Yeah, (laughs) squawking at me. And I was like, what the fuck? Let me run across the street. But um, at the same time, I got my headphones in. I'm running down the street one way. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I got to look at this geese. These, These two geese coming my way. But I also got to look behind me and make sure I don't get hit by a car. Mm -hmm. So he's coming toward me flapping his his wings mm-hmm. and i'm crossing the street like get the fuck away like i don't want to have to grab you by the neck and start beating you <laughs> beating the other geese with your ass mm-hmm. so it was a uh, that shit was scary because i was like i just want to run past you i don't want even want to fuck with you i just want to be left alone <laughs> oh my God. so uh but yeah that was that was cool Got to my mom's. She drove me back home because I was I was tired. I wasn't about to run back home. No. Um, um, was gonna go to the gym. That didn't happen. Um, well, my best friend who got his like training license for the gym, mm-hmm. he basically just sent me. Um, I don't know. I've been asking him for uh, some workout regimens. Some workout regimens yeah. so I can get this uh, this body right <laughs> and um. Or my body better, I should say. Mm-hmm. And he finally so he it. finally sent them to me. And Ninja Warrior. Uh, my little ninja warrior, my <laughs> rad my rad ninja. Um I'm so excited, you know, to start doing it and like try to keep up with it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Don't let him down. I'm not. I <laughs> you know, I think I think if I really was just you know wanted to not do it, I wouldn't have done it today. Mm-hmm. So, but I pushed through it yeah. and it was good. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. good. It was good. Caught up on Atlanta. It's about to be the. Uh, speaking of Atlanta, I'm excited to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited for a little road trip. Yeah, we still gonna be dropping an episode. We might do a car, like a, Ooh, a, road, a road trip, trip episode, episode in the car. Maybe. Like the shit we see on the way down. Depending on how depending on how it does sound and stuff like that. Yeah, it might sound crazy Hopefully in the car. It yeah. Sounds too crazy. But mm-hmm. that should still be fun. We'll still try it. Yeah. See how it sounds. Yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, catching up on Atlanta, that episode was crazy. Um, for anybody who did watch it, um, the end of the episode is pretty much our topic like um a, a segue into our topic but i wanted to talk about Ern being a younger kid wearing a fake fubu and damn kids are mean kids are so mean just kids are mean that's all i could say for that like mm-hmm. i wasn't that mean when i was a child no. checking for people who wearing fake clothes and oh no this shit from china that shit from bangladesh like who cares but that shit affects kids. Like, yeah, you know, the things they... It's, it's just weird. The things that kids say mm-hmm. and kids have said, even when we were younger, that can really affect, you know, um, just the outcome of your life. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up with that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for the season finale, but the season was too short, so we will see what goes on next week. Um, at the end of the episode, uh, the little boy was going through some mess at home, and because the 12th graders was picking on him, he committed suicide mm. at the end of the episode. So that was like unexpected shocker. Mm. I don't even know if to call this show a comedy anymore because it's touching on some real serious topics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I guess to wrap up the check-in, our last uh, check-in. I'm sorry, I feel so far away. What you mean? Like. From the. My mind, like I feel like I'm here, but I'm just like. You want to just hop into it? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. So our final check-in, what we both did today, is um, we spoke to counselors, uh, mental health counselors. And um, we've been struggling with, uh, I hate to self-diagnose, but we know what we were going through. And um, we've been struggling with anxiety uh after experiencing Hurricane Irma and we finally um reached out each of us to two different counselors um we finally reached out to somebody to talk to about it and really um you know try to come to terms with you know the experience the traumatic experience that we went through and I don't know, just try to, you know, just basically just trying to, trying to figure out, you know, how we became these two different people after a vacation that was supposed to be, you know, a great one, you know, one that we, we're basically on to look at our wedding venue and Mm -hmm. there's you know there's something that my counselor said to me is that um we also have to be able to cope with a loss because we lost our dream of getting married you know in this wonderful place Mm -hmm. and you know we had that dream of getting married there we saw our vision you know we were getting people excited for it and everything and that was taken away from us. Yeah. And so she was like, yeah, you had to cope with a dream being snatched away from you. Mm-hmm. And. And even trying to process it after we came back, trying to get back to regular life. And I don't think we ever really got back to regular life because it's something because it's something that we constantly, you know, think of. You know, from time to time, I know I do. It may mm-hmm. be suppressed, but it's not like it didn't happen. It's something that really happened. And mm-hmm. it's it's something that, you know, you can't change, you know, yeah. how that made you feel. You know, yeah. so. um, Oh, boy, it's, it's crazy. We're talking about this because this is um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, we want everybody to, you know, take care of yourself, yourselves mentally you as, need to talk you, to as somebody, physically. Yeah. Mm. If you definitely need to talk to somebody 
you know, don't be afraid to reach out if your business has that, you know, that luxury of, you know, having the employee um, assistance program. If your company has it and you're dealing with an issue or issues, I would definitely, definitely say reach out to them and talk to them because, you know, it'll definitely help. Yeah. Yeah. I th- um, How long were you on the phone? With your counselor this morning? Mm, yeah, about 45 minutes. Yeah, same. Uh, as, as it being our first time reaching out to somebody, I mean, nine months later, I was on the phone about an hour and a half, too, mm-hmm. or around the same amount of time. Um, but yeah, it's crazy because one in every five people um, struggle with a mental health condition. And, you know, like I said, we're not self-diagnosing, but the... Symptoms of anxiety and uh, even some depression symptoms, we, we we clearly see it in ourselves. Like you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that, you know, you're trembling, your heart rate raises, uh, you're feeling nervous or powerless and, um, you know, a sense of panic. Those are all uh, symptoms of anxiety. And I mean, we carry that with us every day yeah. and have since we've got back. For me, I know um, my symptoms is I, you know, it's not only mental, Mm -hmm. but it's also physical. Like my chest gets really, really tight. I feel like somebody's literally like sitting on me and I, you know, I don't like I can't breathe all that well. Mm -hmm. And then it goes from having anxiety and then it becomes stress because of the anxiety Mm -hmm. and I start to feel it in my neck I start to feel it in my shoulders um it 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 just becomes a problem right and so those are the things that I personally see what about you what do you see like when you are feeling you know anxiety um I'm irritable Mm mm-hmm um, I don't tolerate anything. Yeah, you know, I mean, just just the smallest things that just seem so asinine and small and just simple, or I just I don't tolerate shit. Which is stupid. Just stupid like, all around. Petty drama like that, I can't. Ignorant questions. Because <laughs> I think like. Like we said, we've been through such a traumatic experience and we've realized like it was basically like a life or death experience, basically. Mm -hmm. And we could have possibly died. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, like this petty bullshit would mean like nothing. Yeah. And and we're basically talking about um, because like like we said in, in previous episodes, we're regular ass people. We go to work, we come home, we go to work. And the petty shit that we do go through, you know, it's really not a social thing. It's it's work related. Um, but I mean, that's you got to go to work. You got to pay your bills. So that's where we struggle with, you know, all of these symptoms and, you know, just not feeling ourselves. ourselves yeah. And not feeling ourselves. You know, it's also what we realize it also has trickled down into our relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um you know, our home life and how we deal with each other too. Mm-hmm. Because like like you said, we're regular we're regular people. We go to work, we come home, 
But, like, we go to work, we come home, and we sleep. Yeah. And we don't necessarily maybe talk about things that may be bothering us in terms of what we've been through in the past. Mm. Or, um, you know, sex life may suffer. Yeah. Um, you know, spending time with each other may suffer. Mm. Those type of things. That's why I'm happy we have this podcast. Yeah, can... now we're talking about I mean, Now we're talking about we, things. We actually been tiptoeing around the whole subject since we got back. And a little bit before we even went to Irma. Went to um I said went to Irma went to St Martin to, you know before we even experienced Irma you know we've been tiptoeing around the subject of mental health you know with other things in our lives going on, but now it's just become such a big thing, you know uh, more and so because we're just you know, questioning ourselves and and just you know the things we go through and the feelings we feel is it's just. Um, it's just crazy. I wanted to ask you a couple questions just to like try to get down, you know, to where we're at now. Mm-hmm. And um, the first question I wanted to ask you is, uh, how do you define mental health? Um, you know what's funny is I don't think a lot of people are educated about mental health, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make an announcement. Like, you know, we're not experts. Or anything not, like that. We didn't talk to any doctors or whatnot. No, 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 no. So I mean, the only, like I said, the only counseling we've even spoken to was about ourselves, and this is actually just the first time we're even speaking out out, out loud about it, and really mm-hmm. just just having a general conversation about it in general. That's it. So, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. How do you so, define mental health? I, you know, I used to think about it as someone's crazy. Hmm. And that was my definition of, like, you have mental health issues. You're crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but now in doing the research with you, like, mm-hmm. we know that it's much more. It's so much more than just, you know, saying, oh, you're crazy. Like, right. things like anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not like we got PTSD, yeah. depression. Uh-huh. Um, OCD, mm-hmm. bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. uh, schizophrenia, dementia, and dementia autism. and autism. Like those are all mental health issues. Mental health issues, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people know that. You stick to a mental health issue as like okay, mm-hmm. it is you know, yeah, crazy. Yeah, everybody wants to use that word crazy. Everybody wants to call Kanye crazy. Low key, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh. So that brings me to my next question. Like, um, I don't know. I mean, actually, actually, it didn't bring me to my next question, but I'll ask my um, to answer that question. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I define mental health? Um, it was the same way at first. When I was younger, mental health meant suicidal and sad, crazy, um, and I didn't understand it until. Um, just recently, you know, or more, more, more recently in my adult life that, you mm-hmm. know, mental health is so broad yeah, and it really doesn't mean just crazy or depressed. Mm-hmm. It, it it means a lot now. Um, but yeah, I mean, how else to define it? It's just, you know, now someone just, you know, needing assistance, um, you know, getting through the some some everyday things that everyday people go through, 
you know, we all go through something. And I mean, we all sometimes just need somebody to talk to. So I don't know. But yeah, that's that's how I define mental health is, you know, someone just needing someone to talk to sometimes. And, you know, because we all do. Yeah. So, um, do you believe stigma prevents people from seeking help? And for people who don't know, um, stigma is a mark or um, a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. So, I'm just figuring out the definition to that word. Actually, not too long ago, like what is stigma? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I've heard the word before. It's very common. Um. But, you know, I really needed to put it in layman terms. So I needed to find the definition to, of it. Yeah. So it's a mark of disgrace associated with a particular circumstance, quality, or person. And I think, I think to yeah. wrap that up, a yeah. Lot of, a lot of people, people are afraid of mm-hmm. going to someone for help because of, you know, what society may think of them after right. the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people don't go. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll say, especially in the black community, this yeah. isn't looked upon as something that's okay. And that's actually one thing my counselor told me is, you know, I'm so glad you you spoke to me today yeah. because it's actually normal. Mm-hmm. Something that I even struggled with these past nine months. Like I've had the phone number to talk to somebody longer than nine months. Yeah. And I'm just talking to somebody because I was not scared of what somebody would say but it's just it's not normalized in the black community and that that's a struggle um like i was saying to you before um when i was in college i i went to therapy mm-hmm. but at the time when i went to therapy i don't feel like i don't feel like what sparked it is what i like what i needed it for is mm-hmm. that if that makes sense um yeah and so when I went there, I felt like a whole bunch of different things arose. I, I talked about my childhood, you know, talked about, you know, things with my mom and stuff like that. And to me, it only assisted in generating a poor relationship between me and my mom because I was dredging up so many things that I hadn't forgiven or let go. And I don't think it helped me in that point. Maybe you were speaking to the wrong person. Maybe because I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like she helped me. And and to be honest with you, I stopped going. And they kept calling me, and they were like, "Hey, come to your session." I'm like, "No, I don't well, think I need it." Well, that's a thing. Not every counselor is for you. Yeah, that's that's actually a thing yeah. that I've read a little bit on. I mean, not gone deep and dived into um, exploring into it, but I've heard a lot that um, not everybody is for you. Um, that's actually probably why I believe that, you know, we are lucky to have insurance providers that provide us these counseling, you know, these this uh, outreach of help for us. And we get six free visits um, before we have to, you know, start thinking about a copay and finding somebody regularly. But I think those six visits help us finding a specific person. You're not yeah. going to find all the answers within the first person. You may not like. Uh, the person you're talking to, you may right. not like how they're coming off at you. Yeah. So that that's actually a thing. So that's actually good that mm-hmm. you stopped going because it might have just been the wrong person. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, as you know, I grew up mm-hmm. um, 
talking to my mom. Like, our relationship is so much better now. Right. And I just felt like it, like I said, it dredged up a whole bunch of things that maybe I should have just, like, let go a long time ago. Yes, it was great to talk to somebody about it, but I don't feel like it helped me. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I do believe that um, the stigma prevents people from seeking help. Like, people are judgy. They yeah, and, and it's 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 hard to tell somebody, um, you know, how you feel and you know, wanting them to talk back. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you gotta find you you gotta find somebody else, but you're too afraid to find a professional. Because your friends can't help you and sometimes your partner can only get you so far, you know. <laughs> I like talking to you, I don't know. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I I like to say that I think that towards my friends sometimes I'm a great psychologist, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm in the wrong profession sometimes. <sighs> but um, yeah. Mm. Um, what do you see as the biggest barrier to end stigma? And I was kind of thinking, um, communication. Like, families don't talk about stuff. No. You know, <laughs> like a lot issues of families and- don't talk about that. A lot of families. Um, a lot of families think that health issues are just like your normal black and white. Like, do you have diabetes? Do you have heart attacks that running in your family? Like, do you have this? But like, nobody yeah, really we'll talk talks about, about... We'll talk about health problems. Yeah. We'll talk about mental problems. Right. Nobody really talks about just mental health, like running issues in running your family. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big thing because, you know, a lot of people are figuring out down the line as they get older Mm. that mental health does run in their family and that was something that was never spoken about with them and then maybe they you know might have passed that on to their children and you know how can they then prevent it if it wasn't spoken about with them yeah you hit the nail on the head is is something I don't even know if it's generational basically I want to go into it but I I don't want to bring that into us right now yeah because that's a whole different topic um but i agree with you 100 percent. yeah but you know i would go that way but i'm not gonna go that way right now yeah. <laughs> um but i liked your answer mm-hmm. um i wanted to ask also do you think self-diagnosing is harmful behavior um i mean google is the devil Um, but it depends to me to be really and truly honest with you how are we to know things or to to figure things out if we don't do the research Mm -hmm. so if i have a symptom like i'm not saying oh my gosh you're you're going like don't be on webmd because WebMD will tell you you have cancer you're about to die and you're about to die tomorrow. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, okay, research a symptom. Like I know for, for me sometimes like I research different symptoms, like different things with my back. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know like am, is my back getting progressively worse? Right. Like what do these different... Because as I've gotten older and, and dealt with back pain, mm-hmm. um, I've... 
I've had different types of back pain. I've had mm-hmm. sciatic, sciatic nerve pain where it runs from my hip down, down towards my leg. I've had, you know, middle spine pain, upper spine pain, like lower back basically, spine pain. Basically, it's okay to self-diagnose. But basically, sometimes. it's okay to self-diagnose sometimes. I'm not telling no. you if you have an itch or a scratch or, you know, a bruise or whatever to be <laughs> on, you know, Google or, you know, WebMD trying to figure out, oh my gosh, where did this bruise come from? What does it look like? You know, am That's I going to extra. Have... Right. That's extra. But I feel like it's okay to a certain extent if you're not taking it to the next level where you're like, yeah. oh my God, my leg's getting amputated tomorrow because I have a bruise. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, but, but you would be so amazed. Like people really, really, really dive into it that way. So some, some people can make it harmful behavior, but not everybody can. Right. Okay. I, I, I agree with that. Um, to keep it towards, (laughs) so, uh, mental health and everything. Um, I feel like, you know, some things with, you know, cause we clearly struggle with anxiety and um, some things are kind of just clear cut. Like, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. You can call a thing a thing and be like, yeah, I'm, my heart is racing. Yes. I'm having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. That's you know, my chest is getting my chest tight. Is hurting. I've never, yeah. I've never felt this. I know it's not a heart attack, but yeah, that's you know. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, like you said, in some cases it's okay because you need somewhere to start when you want to talk to somebody and say, these are the things I feel. I feel very anxious. I don't know how to, you know, maneuver through my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's important to know how to explain that, because what are you just going to tell somebody? Yeah, like I feel pain in my chest or like I feel pain in my neck when I'm going through this situation. What is it? You you can you you have it the right to say things. yeah you have the right to say you know I've looked this up these it says this is a you know a sign of anxiety do you think I wanna, that it could be do you this? think this is it because I really think this is it it, yeah. it really helps to come to a professional with you know some sense of this is what I'm feeling can you help me talk through it right you know I really like that idea you know and that's kind of what stumbled me upon all of these months later Mm -hmm. to even call somebody and be like, you know, this is what I've been going through for a long time now. Mm -hmm. Um, mm, 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 mm. This is a tough topic, man. Because this is bringing up everything. Oh, boy. Uh, What do you recommend someone do um, to achieve mental wellness? I know that's kind of hopping almost to like the end of the situation. Like, how do you but we've we've been pretty I mean, we we've been pretty straight, you know. We haven't like had major breakdowns. I've had like one or two since we've been back. Um, but what do you think are some good like things to do to even try to just stay okay? You know. Um, I believe communication is definitely healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, communicating with your loved ones. Um communicating with with somebody who's who's not a friend or like you know a psychiatrist or like whoever Mm -hmm. um a counselor whatnot but it's just i think that's a way to um to have healthy wellness Mm -hmm. also i feel like um you know having positive positive enforcements around you Mm -hmm. is another way to have you know wellness being able to 
to live within your anxiety mm-hmm. and feel it and be able to push be like, okay, it. push through it. I feel like that's also a way if you identify it. Instead I, of suppressing it. Instead of suppressing it, I feel like that will definitely help you move on in life. Mm, I agree. Yeah. Um, I would say physical activity. Oh, yeah. Um, because mental health is just as important as your physical health. It sure is. If not more. You got you to gotta be intact in your mind because you live with yourself every day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Even before Irma, um, you know, me and my friend were, you know, training for the half marathon that was going to be in D.C. Mm-hmm. And I know that running really cleared my mind, even when nothing was really going on, like nothing tr- traumatic or depressing or just I mean, even if, as far as just having a bad day of work, running definitely helped. Um, and I think those eight miles yesterday definitely ke- cleared my mind in prepping to make the call, mm-hmm. it really, I don't know. I, I think it played a part. It played a part, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But staying in the gym, you know, I'm glad I had somebody to talk to about, you know, physical activity and, you mm-hmm. know, just other things. And that brought, I think that slowly brought me to that. Um, eating healthy. Yeah. Definitely choosing better, better eating habits. Mm-hmm. Um, th- eat things that, you know, Give you energy, yeah. Um, so you can stay active and you know not, you know, gloomy, gloomy. I mean, and you know, just what the fuck is gloomy? <laughs> gloomy and you know, just stagnant, staying in into yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, do you want to talk about your experience with your counselor? Like, how'd that talk go? Like, do you want to? Um. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. I basically, I told her how I definitely felt guilty for bringing you home with me. Mm. Um, That was something I never shared with you. Um, Because I felt like I, you know, assisted in, you know, your experience there. Or if you weren't there, um, you know, you would have never gone through, you would have never had PTSD. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mm-hmm. forms of it. Forms of it, definitely. Um, you would have never been, you know, you would have never had anxiety to this level where, you, you know, the simple thing of dealing with your average everyday person at work. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you know. Definitely had my own problems beforehand, but you feel like it created I, more I problems. I feel like I created <laughs> more problems for you. Word. Um, I also feel, I also felt super guilty about coming back um you know what i'm i'm just realizing i didn't think about it at the time when i was speaking to her is that i felt like there was a weight on my shoulders because you know when we were leaving um when we you know had stand stood at the airport around the corner from my house Mm -hmm. and everybody was like you know you're our soldiers and you have to, you know, lead the fight and you have to push for us and, you know, get out what's going on here and mm. get some help for us and all that kind of stuff. I felt like I really took that on. And I felt like once I was here and I couldn't really 
speak to them as much as I used to before. I felt like I was failing them some kind of how. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only so much we could do. I know there was only so much we can do. What we I, wanted to do was um, create care packages, make sure we stayed in contact with And I felt c- like I never did that either. Make sure we uh, stayed in contact with your cousin who had a landline. Mm-hmm. The only way we could actually talk to him, which was, I mean, I don't even know how that was possible, <laughs> but it happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just felt like there was so much that I wanted to do. I wanted to raise money. I wanted to, I wanted, yeah, like we said, create care packages. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was just so stuck in a rut. That it was just like I couldn't really be the advocate, you know, be the person to be like, hey, like this and this is going on. Like, let's let's push through. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I was just so surrounded and just kind of like, oh, my gosh, we lost everything. Like, I I was just. We were drained. Yeah. We were drained. That's the word you're looking for. Like, Yeah. When we got back, we were tired. Like. I think a lot of people just saw it in our, the way we carried ourselves, saw it in our face. Like, mm-hmm. that was a pretty long two weeks. Yeah. You know, of, I mean, if we were living it minute by minute. Yeah. And then when we got to Guadalupe, it was like the longest hours by hours by hours to try to figure out how they hell to get back to the States. Yeah. yeah. It was very, very. Uh, it's called a thing a thing it was traumatic it was a traumatic experience (laughs) but you know the fact that that you even you know were able to call someone and you were you know were able to talk to them or whatever and like us finally sitting down and talking about it I've suppressed it for a long time Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of like you gave me the key to like say hey you know, you need to open your door too. And Definitely. when that happened, I literally felt the weight of the world on my chest. Mm. Like I felt it. Like it all cal- it all came crumbling crumbling down. Chest was tight. It 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 was back. My anxiety mm. was back after I suppressed it for after you know, nine months, it was back. Like I said, like I said, when I told you I was about to speak to somebody because I was tired of just suppressing it myself, mm-hmm. you know, only I can, because even even though we went through it together, I could only talk to you so much. I'm not a professional. I can't ask you the right questions. Nobody can ask me the right questions to get out how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Take all of that two weeks and process it day by day. Right. And what happened and what happened afterwards, you know, after we got off the island, mm-hmm. what happened when we got to Guadalupe, what happened when we got to Puerto Rico, then Atlanta, and then back to D.C. It was just, oh my God, the day was just filled with so much flying. And then on top of that, yeah. to process the weeks after we were here, the week we took off of work. Yeah. And then the months after that, like, we need somebody to process every single moment of that and because then, all of that was traumatic. And then not only that, it's just, like, to come back, 
Like, I think that's another reason why I hate questions. Mm -hmm. I hate when people like question after question after question. Like, it gets on my last nerve because of what we experienced after Irma. Because it came with a lot of questions. Because it came with a lot of questions. Like, I felt as if I was on an interview and it wasn't one that I, I was, that I wanted to do. Right. It, it was just like, what happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? And it, it was just, it was too much. Yeah. I, I, I think the one I hated the most was, are you okay? That I wasn't ready to answer yeah. you that. Like, I wasn't really ready to tell anybody, was I okay? And then to just get it over with, you'd be like, yeah, I'm straight. No, you're not. Yeah. But nobody was like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Because your friends and family ain't really going to do that. Mm, yeah. I think, you know, they my family my family knew what we were going through because mm-hmm. they went through it with us. Absolutely. And they were... Of course, my family was the more understanding because of the situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were. Um, but everybody in, like, what did you go through? Like, how was the experience? Like, Nobody this asked was, me that. This was no, mm. like, or or I hated how, like, everybody's like, oh, so how did how did the island come through? Like, for me, that was, that was the worst question that I was ever asked. Mm. And I think it hit me more probably because like that was my hometown Mm. and watching it as we were flying from Guadalupe and things on fire and things um things basically the island was in devastation Mm. like things were on the ground things were you know tumbled over trees that have been there for years uprooted like all of that and looking at my beautiful island because we had got there and it was just beautiful sunny days and we had, you know, this wonderful four days before the hurricane came and mm-hmm. it was just like the amazement of seeing this little 37 square mile island was just ravaged mm-hmm. with this category six, six plus, plus <laughs> or five plus however no, you know no, amount six plus six plus you know hurricane with 215 mile per hour winds and i'm pretty sure that a hurricane came with earthquakes and tornadoes and and all of this mm-hmm. um because i've never seen cement a cement house shake like that in my whole entire life oh, hell no. and um i just think we, we we weren't even just aware of what else was happening because I mean, we weren't aware of any other natural disasters because the house was falling apart around us. Yeah. Like, there was no time to be like, is that an earthquake? No, the roof is gone. Yeah, the roof is gone. The windows caved the, in. The next thing you know, it was just like, okay, uh, let's close this door. Let's lock it because so the hold wind... hold it because the wind, the wind is, is you it. know, hold it. The wind is pulling it, but lock it just in case. And then there was so much pressure in the room mm-hmm. that... No, it, that was one was pressure, but we had the windows, the other windows open. Right. But um, another thing was how how does a tree cut steel bars mm. and break a window like the literally the frame ripped apart from the cement and busted and busted the glass. Mm. And we had no choice but to get out of that room because then water started coming in the room Mm -hmm. and we had to throw the mattress against the window Mm -hmm. and it was just 
the stresses of just reliving it because it's crazy. Mm. It's it's just utter and complete chaos is mm. what we went through. Mm. And I don't even think we had at that point in time, we didn't even have time to process our emotions. All we kept doing time, no. all we kept doing was just praying just to make it through. While it was going through, yeah. While it was going through, like all we kept doing was holding each other's hands, praying and just hoping that we would make it through. Shit, and after it was over, you still couldn't process your emotions because you had to look for food. You had to look for water. You know, and it it became a situation where I, I pride myself so much on, you know, being a good citizen of the world and, you know, not stealing and, and not all those <laughs> things. But oh, nah. at this point in time, when there... All that shit was out the window. I mean, people were looting. I she mean, had no choice. I mean, yes, one, people didn't have any choice, but... Yeah. There were people who were looting for the right things and people who were looting for the wrong things. Yeah. So we oh, were man. we were trying to loot for baby formula and find water and, you know, food and little things while other people were looting for TVs and, and bookcases and sinks and shit. Like... Nigga had a brand new fridge on the back of his truck. Brand new fridge, brand mm-hmm. like brand brand new TVs for what? Yeah. I get looting clothes, like I get yeah, that yeah, yeah. because some people lost everything and they only had the clothes on their back. Mm-hmm. I get that. It it was it was a, a really bad experience that it opened your eyes to a lot of things, mm-hmm. but it also opened my eyes to realize that life is short for pettiness, for drama, for mm. whatever. And we don't take it. We don't take it lightly anymore. Like the drama used to be like, ah, oh, whatever, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But now, now it's, now now it's like, it. what? Really? <laughs> what you talking about? There are worse things in life, you know? Yeah, that was an eye-opener. So. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And you got the number to your, uh, to who you need to call to go uh, for it. She gave me... um different mm. uh, different people yeah, my talk was pretty good like I said it was like an hour and a half mm-hmm. um, we talked about I mean as much as we could under the sun about you know the experience um, she helped me rate my relationships with um, you know family and friends and you um, after the situation. Um, so like, you know, um, I gave like my relationship with work individuals, like a two friends, a six family, a seven, you like a eight only because, you know, we had went through the situation together and, you know, I think, you know, the last few months we had like a, well, a rough patch. It was just a dry patch. Like, you know, nothing was really going on besides, you know, repetition, work, home, sleep, wake up, work, mm. home, sleep, wake up, work, home, sleep. We weren't really paying attention, paying attention to each other. No. Nah. I mean, we, like, we I think you even said. We paid to each other in the sense of, like, doing the podcast, but just. No, I mean, even before that, like, mm-hmm. just uh, maybe a little after the holidays, it kind of got dry. And a little before the holidays, it was just dry until, like, mm-hmm. your mom came and spent some time with us and you know we felt really comfortable and glad to have her here and wanted to stay because mm-hmm. of the situation but 
when she was gone, it was kind of just, it was dry. Yeah. It was, it was, it was tough to deal with. And, you know, I, I explained that to her, like, my relationships with everybody kind of changed. Yeah. And then, um, you know, some people went missing. Mm-hmm. And that went noticed. Mm-hmm. That some didn't, people are still missing. Yeah, and that, that still has not gone unnoticed. Um, but it is what it is. But uh, I, 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 I told her, you know, it's, it's time for me to be selfish in a, fact, in, in a sense and say it's time for me to talk to somebody about how I feel mm-hmm. and get all of this off my chest and off my back and continue to just let it out because it's time to talk about it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely time to talk about what happened. No one else will understand it, but it's time to talk to a professional who asks you the correct questions about how you feel and, you know, what did you experience? And, um, I mean, from from the four days of excitement, watching, looking at our wedding venue, videotaping it, to the next day it's gone, yeah. to the next day we need to find um, diapers for the baby, formula for the baby. We need to find food for the eight mouths that we all have. Um, okay, now we're at a moment where we need to at least try to get off the island. Um, we need to try to get in contact with my mother and make sure our jobs are okay. Then we get on a plane to watch a man die. Yeah. And I didn't even get a chance to express that to her. I didn't get a chance to express that to that, either. That was, <coughs> that, was just... that was that's something you don't watch every day. And it's crazy because we kinda almost touched on it how desensitized you you think you are to watch it on TV, mm-hmm. but actually when a person dies in front of you, you break yeah. down. Yeah. And I broke down. And, you know, I have I still have yet to like express that to a professional or yeah. to somebody who can help me walk through that moment. Not only that, but to talk about you know, before that and like having to stand in line in the hot sun and they were basically throwing waters at you. You basically like it was a fucking like game. One, one water for like each Eight people, each pack of like each group of people. We shared two bottles of water with like six people. And and when we got to the fucking plane, it was cases of fucking water yeah, behind it was there. Crazy. What? And you was you, you handing they handed out like what six at a time. And it was over 100 yeah, people standing out there waiting to get on the fucking plane. Yeah. And then Fuck number two, here. the only reason why we really got on the plane was because uh, of my back mm-hmm. and my my situation. Um, Lucky for that. Yeah. <laughs> Wheelchair service and all. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first time, like, I think that was the first time we laughed in so long. Mm-hmm. You know, well, none so long. Well, in the couple in of the days, mem- in the moment, in the moment, yeah. You know, Martin <laughs> was never so happy that my that my back started hurting me. Yeah, because mm. all I did was cry, and this one guy, you know, he noticed yeah, and touched a police officer and was, was like, like hey, "Get her out of here. She's Get her she's not here. feeling well." Yeah, and at this time, I mean, shit, I'm struggling. I got two bags on my back, mm-hmm. my front and my back, because I already knew what was going on. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, on top of that, you know, borderline heat stroke <laughs> at the same time, on top of your back hurting. We were so burnt, mm. so sunburned, too. The sun mm. was just... Starvation. S- starving. Yeah. I don't even think... We didn't even eat. 
Not that day. Not that. And you know what? Like, you go through such a traumatic experience and, like, you for, you don't even think about eating. Like, you're, you're only... You're so focused on getting off the island. Yeah, but, like, also, like, we were just... You know, you're so, so focused on, like, like you said, trying to get off the island, but also focus on just try to survive to the next day, mm-hmm. you know. And then to get to Guadalupe to barely anybody speaking English to, oh, shit, this is the wrong plane. We were supposed oh to God. go somewhere else. Or, you know, basically this was the wrong, you know, the wrong airport. No American planes go out of here. Mm. Um, American doesn't fly on Sundays. And um, even if if they were, they were only going to Miami. And then at the time when we got to Guadalupe, Irma was headed towards Miami. So it wasn't shit going to Miami. So it wasn't shit going to Miami because Miami airport was closed. Well, all all them shits. I literally sat on the conveyor belt just crying because I was just like, from one situation to the next, to the next, you know, of mm-hmm. disappointment. You get there, people barely spoke English, and I had to literally, don't ask me where I, where I got Pulled French out your I ass. I pulled French out my ass, <laughs> and I got us food, um, shit. Their counselors, their, their, their counselors uh, talked Cross, to us. Yeah, Red, Red Cross counselors got us a room for a night, which is, I mean, just to, Man, that was that was that was crazy because it was like you go to somewhere new and you get scared to trust a stranger. And and that's and, exactly what happened. You like, had to. We we trusted multiple strangers. I had <laughs> except I had for the a taxi driver that I had seen and I was like, "Hey, like how are you? Whatever, mm, like family at that. A family at yeah. that, you know, distant cousin." And I was like, um, I was like, "We lost everything." She was like, "Me too." And she kind of just kept it pushing and she never said, hey, like, what you doing? What are you doing? Where are you staying? Do you have a place to stay? Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, everybody was Shit. gone and we were stranded there. It was crazy because she left the the place where everybody was being held, started to dim down the um the couple we met when we were standing in line. They, they were there. And then the uh, older white guy with the white hair, mm-hmm. like he was still there, and like I feel, I feel like we were the only five people who spoke English, mm-hmm. and we was like, all right, we got to band together, some like yeah. so like when what you hear, let me know what you heard. And then another, you know, the thing about that couple is they ended up getting an Airbnb somewhere, and so they we stayed like another like, week. Uh, they stayed another we, week. Yeah, I yeah, think so. We were kind of like, uh. Like, we kind of wanted to stick together because we were like, okay, we don't have any place to stay, so can we stay with you? But how is this going to work? Because we ain't got no money. We ain't got no money. <laughs> Shit. So. Actually, it, the money that we did get, it it went to like, what, just a pair of pants and some food and. We got food. That was it. And then Jiba helping us. Got, um, we got toothpaste some and, yeah, and stuff, stuff like, like that. that. I end up getting my cycle again. Mm. So I had to go get that. That's the worst to be. During that time. Stressful situation. Mm. And that that created, you know, more, more stress. for more stress for me because I, you know, my cycle became irregular due to due to the stress and anxiety of everything that we went through. Mm. And it was stress on my body too. Mm. So 
And then from there, I mean, we were so grateful to have this, you know, the small handful of people who did check up on check in on us and, you know, friends reaching out to family members, you know, to spread the word what was going on, people helping us get flights home. You know, we really appreciated all of that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, but after time, just to kind of slow down and people, people were like, okay, I think mentally people thought, okay, you're good, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we're here, but we're not good. And that's why I wanted to like bring all of this up. And because it's it's been sitting on our minds for the longest so. I just want to know, like, I think this time has also been, you know, a learning, a great learning experience for us because, yeah, like he said, we have those friends who who were reaching out, like, when the wedding was happening and when they were getting, you know, dates and information about the hotels and things like that and then found out that things were, you know, not going to happen. They were like, oh, okay, are you okay? And then we were like... Yeah, whatever, like, we're hanging in there. And then all of a sudden, those people we never heard from again. Like, Mm -hmm. I had some family members who I was, you know, I was being reached out to, never met them before. And they were like, oh, we want to come to the wedding, whatever. I was giving them the chance to do that. Mm -hmm. And I barely even hear from them now as it is. And it sucks. But, you know, it gave you a learning lesson. Maybe, you know, if we do do something... It'll probably be immediate family and very close friends. For real. So that 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 invite list dropped drastically after because of this. that. And you know, mm. I don't want people to use my our wedding as like a vacation or like if you're gonna come, like be it for us. Like don't do it for any other selfish reason. Mm. You know, other than it's for us. Right. Because or else you like, don't really care. Yeah, and I feel like we have the right to be selfish about that after going through that experience and seeing, like, you know, damn, how many people didn't hit us up. Like, mm-hmm. And I, don't, I honestly just don't think it's our responsibility to tell everybody when that was national news. No, and, and it's And everybody, everybody's seen that we posted on, mm-hmm. you know, IG or whatever or Snap. And, you know, if you know my mother, then you know what happened. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like I know I've posted like the devastation pictures of like my absolutely. house and how it looked like before, and then how it looked like after, how the streets look and everything. Like you can look that up. Like we're in, we even are in like the New York Times sometimes. I think, mm. or and the Washington Post as well. Like look, CNN posted it. Exactly. You know what the fuck happened when we were there. You, exactly. Everybody knew where our wedding Tourists was going to be were held. There, like, everybody knew where our wedding was going to be held. So if you watched CNN or knew anything about the news, then you were aware of what happened. Right. Flat out. So whether if you knew if we were there or not, like, nobody hit us up. Yeah. So. But all this should just come around to say that, you know, you know, we're not 100%, but we are working on ourselves to become, you know, that, you know, our relationship has become a lot better. Mm-hmm. We've definitely been working towards that because we see that. Yeah, we've it's, definitely been struggling. Yeah. And we see that it's interrupted our life. And yeah, we want to we want to work on it 100%. So wanted to ask you still some things. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Describe your mental health issue in four words. Draining. Um, four words, you said? Mm-hmm. So three more. Draining. Um, I don't even know what... <laughs> I don't even know what to say, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, it's consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... What's up, dear society? Uh, welcome back to uh, episode five, part two. We got cut off and we didn't even know. Like We were just getting so deep into the conversation that we actually lost track of time and uh, everything just cut off. So um, we're going to pick up where we left off. Um, the last question I asked Sweet Coco was, um, describe your mental health issues in four words. And... <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't really uh, couldn't describe really, it. Yeah, uh, you um, got. You had three. I think I had. Um. You had three before it cut off. You know what? And I don't, I remember. don't remember them because <laughs> this was last night. Um. <laughs> shit. My mental health. Um. I said it's draining. Yeah. Um. Well, basically, I mean, it was in the last episode. It um, was in the it last. Was in, part it was of in, episode. it was in part one. Yeah. So, um, but it's all good. Um, I didn't get a chance to answer the same thing, but so for myself, um, just to keep it going, um, complicated, painful, uh, traumatizing, and um, it's something that makes me feel weak. So, oh boy, that was that was like. Almost the wrap up all of all of it, and we were just trying to like, you know, just uh, look forward to speaking to counselors now, and you know, that's pretty much where we're at with it. Well, therapists, therapists, counselors, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and then we were hopping into this is basically where you can go to find support. Um, you can go to mentalhealthamerica.net. Um, you can call, you know, the suicide hotline, which is you know, if if you have to take it to that level, one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Um, everybody knows Logic's song. That number was booming when that song came out, and I think he saved plenty of lives. <laughs> um, and where can you go to find uh, mental health uh, professionals? You can go to your psych- your local psychologist, um, a school psychologist. Um, if you're lucky enough that your business um, provides it provides help employee empl- assistance employee assistance through your insurance, um, or if you want to just go to church, your pastor could be your counselor. There's plenty of church. Plenty of apps. Um, there is an app called Be Okay. Uh, there's also an app called Dare Break Free from Anxiety, um, and Talkspace. And Talkspace, there are a whole bunch of apps um out there. Um, if you choose to go the free route, go the free route. If you choose, definitely, to- yeah, 
try not to, you know, pay for it. <laughs> I mean, fig- yeah. check. I, I, I say like, like this: try, try, don't, don't go at it without insurance. Make sure you see if your insurance covers it because you know your copay could be little to nothing. And then, um, you know, that way you can explore. Apps, oh, you're talking about the apps? Yeah, I'm talking about the apps. I'm talking well. about, like, there's a whole bunch of apps out there where you can... <clears throat> sticking in all that bug spray. <clears throat> um, so, there are plenty of apps out there that, you know, of course, you know, in your app store are free. And there's also the ones that you can pay for or the ones that have in-app purchases yeah. that are free, you know, from the jump. But then, of course, throughout the app, you if you want more things or if you want to unlock certain things, you'll have to pay for them. But mm-hmm. definitely do what is best for you um, in order to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So I got the app um be okay i haven't really dove into it because i haven't really found you know that i needed it so far i wish i would have found it sooner um when i was actually having my little anxiety attack um i explained it before for me my anxiety um attacks normally are you know I can breathe in but feel like my chest is like super tight like I'm not getting enough oxygen um and then it later expands to stress um within like stress and tension within my neck and my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not you're not quite sure of like the apple. Well, you know, really I don't apple. like for now. You'll, you'll have to see. Yeah. Like, cause right now, it's just like a breathing thing. Inhale. Yeah. Cool. It's a, it's, it's like, you know, it has breathing exercises. It probably sends you like nice little Exhale. daily text to, you know, just keep you in the right mindset and, um you know, keep you in a positive, positive mood and yeah. things like that. Okay. So, yeah. But, yeah. Any, anyways, um, Mental health does not discriminate. Discriminate. I said it again. You said discriminate. Discriminate. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> My it does not discriminate. He loves to make his. Uh, he loves to make up. Uh, Damn! What the hell is discriminate? A word you made up. Let's see if it it really. It exists. probably is. <laughs> um. Mental health does not discriminate. Sorry, guys, it's late. I'm like tired. Um, I mean, perfect example. Mariah Carey just, you know, dropped the bombshell that she struggles with bipolar disorder. We all know, um, Kid Cudi um, suffers from depression. Um, Lady Gaga even suffers from PTSD. Selena Gomez, the side effects of her lupus causes her to have panic attacks and depression. Even to Prince Harry, I mean. From the loss of his mother, he su- he suffers with depression. Oh, like you've you know, heard it before discriminizes in the Urban Dictionary. I guess. <laughs> right, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it does not discriminate. Good job. <laughs> uh, anybody could you know go through anything. Everybody can go through everything, and um, you know, we definitely just wanted to drop this, just to say you know. 
We want to try to take care of ourselves. We hope you guys are out there taking care of yourselves. Um, it's really important. It's really important. Mental yeah. health is super important. Well, I mean, um, I don't know if maybe we, you know, want to talk about it, you know, after we get into our sessions and how we feel that, you know, therapy is helping us get over our, you know, anxiety or not so much getting yeah, over it, but learning how it. to live through it and definitely. handle it better. Definitely. Um, we'll definitely, you know, touch back <clears throat> on to this once we get through, you know, meeting with somebody who we're comfortable with. Um, like I think we said in, in uh, part one, is you know our insurance we're lucky lucky enough to um be able to have six free visits before we even you know think about a copay so just so we can you know get a chance to actually find somebody who we're comfortable with um we can speak to on the regular and you know really just work through you know our own issues like you know and overcome something you know like that so but thanks you guys for listening um hope you have a great day uh, if you have any questions about mental health, I mean, I hope we can, you know, find the answer for you. Um, email us at dearsociety at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Dear Society, Twitter. You guys are still dead on Twitter, but we're still here. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, reach out, talk to us. We talk back, tell two friends to tell two friends and, that's really it. That's yeah. all we got. Until later, guys. Peace out, society. Peace, society. <laughs>